Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. You sound like OJ. That's right. This the yours truly. Hello, podcast world. Yours truly. Uh, but seriously, we do appreciate you tuning in. Go to iTunes, leave us some reviews, uh, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, also, we've got a closed Facebook group that you can be a part of. It's uh, the Big Honker Podcast Group, I think is all that it is. The closed group, Big Honker Podcast Group. But yes. there are two questions to get into this thing. Answer the two questions and you will automatically get in. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, um, And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, those sons of bitches hadn't approved my request, it's probably because you have not answered both questions. We don't look at any of the requests. So, peace and love, peace and love. If you want to get in the group, answer both questions. All right. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only Dive Bomb Industries. Hunt over skinnies. It is the only way to go in 2020 and beyond 2020 and beyond skinnies it's easy to pack up it's easy to store away i know hunting season's over for most of if not all of the country i think a couple people are still going at them but you're gonna have to have a place to store all these decoys and dive bomb makes it easy 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 you get the bags five dozen in each bag you store them away for the year you pick them back up in september when you start thinking about waterfowl hunting again and ready to roll uh, I get this question a lot. Should I get the ones with the flocked heads? Yes, you should. It adds contrast to your spread. Contrast adds visibility, and visibility is the name of the game. So, divebombindustries.com, and you can get all of your decoys done right there at divebombindustries.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells, the best shot shells, all American made. Only takes one? It only takes one. It's bismuth, it hits like a freight train. It is. Uh, it hits with bad intentions. And if you're shooting it and your buddy's not, you can definitely tell a big difference. Guys are using 410s, 28 gauges again because they're shooting boss. It's, uh, it's like shooting lead but only legal. Boss Shot Shells on Instagram. It's an old school type of feel, which I really like. Uh, it's a way of life, definitely. But Bismuth is back in style. Go to BossShotShells.com. Get everything that you're going to need. They also have a kick-ass turkey loadout. Turkey season's getting ready to fire up, so you're going to need some of that Boss Tom in your arsenal. Smack them right in the face with it. It's ugly. BossShotShells.com. We're also brought to you by Pacific Calls. Pacific Calls. And these are one of our great sponsors that has a promo code for us. You can save 25% by using the promo code BHP25 at checkout. Go to PacificCustomCalls.com. They've got a screamer of a lesser call. They got spec calls. They've got every kind of call that you can imagine. Use a promo code BHP25. You save yourself 25% off of these badass calls from Pacific Calls. I think they were busy at the hunting show. It's on Instagram. They had they had quite quite the line, quite the line at their booth. So uh, they're one of the up and coming call companies out there. Real fun to be a part of them. So check them out. PacificCustomCalls.com. Use the promo code. Uh, we're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. If you're going to shoot ducks in the field, you got to have spinners. And you're going to need blinds. And you're going to need blinds. Best blind out on the market right now, the 2x4. Uh, they've done a lot, a lot of great customizations. They've got pockets in the doors, a bunch of the frames beefed up. It's bigger, fits for full-grown men. Uh, that's the Lucky Duck 2x4. Predator hunting's going on right now. they got a predator call out. Field trial season's coming, dog boxes. They got everything. They're they're kind of a one-stop shop over at Got a hell dog. of a dog box. Yeah. Yep. Built sturdy. 
Um, but yeah, they, they, they're a one-stop shop. They got spinners, they got turkey decoys out that I saw. So I'm gonna have to talk to Miss Haley Fox and get me a turkey decoy sent down here. They look good, but yeah, you're gonna need spinners. You're gonna need blinds. You're gonna need everything. You need to go to luckyduck.com and get everything that you're gonna need for not just this season, but everything that you're gonna need for the off season. Luckyduck.com. Also, we're brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club. Mr. Logan Pyatt of Langdon, Missouri, and the Looking Glass Duck Club sponsor this podcast. You can't get into the you can't get into the duck club. I know you wish you could, but you can get some sweet ass merchandise from the Looking Glass Duck Club. It's a gentleman. He's perched up. He's got a duck in his sights, and it's a rifle. So. Uh, it's a good-looking hoodie. He's also got a jacket out now. I don't think that's been released to the public yet, but it's a good-looking jacket. Got some coolers on the way. Do you have one of these jackets yet? I've got one of these jackets. I've got the cooler, and I've also got the other little goodie. You that just got. Listen. Did, did you get some steaks from Logan? Listen, I'm a man about town. Did, I did. You're supposed steaks. to give me some of those. Well, you can have your share. Uh, Logan is a man about town. He's a man about fashion, and uh, the Looking Glass Duck Club takes all these things very seriously. So you can message Logan if you're wanting one of these badass hoodies or anything else that he's got available right now at sky underscore jack underscore outfitters on Instagram. And you can uh, you can get this hoodie, jacket, or uh, cooler. Looks really nice. We're also brought to you by William and Chris Wines. Texas wine. Homo, great wine. Homo skeleton key wine. That's right. Great Great wine. You can get it at Central Food Whole Market. You can also go to their website, williamchriswines.com, and they'll ship it to you. But you need you a nice wine, williamchriswines.com. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Take it away, Jeff. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Knox City, Texas. Over 25 years in the business. If you want to put someone on that turkey, you want to shoot a deer, a hog, dove, quail, duck, pheasant, it doesn't matter. We can do it all. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters at stanfieldhunting.com, or you can call us at 940-658-3172. And, yes, I do answer my own phone. So, anyways, holler us at stanfieldhunting.com, proud sponsors of the Big Honker Podcast, live from the Big Honker Lodge. Okay, on this episode of the podcast, we've got the boys from Pacific Calls. We've got Trevor Austin and Alex Yurgis. They're the uh, they're the guys behind everything that's going on over at Pacific Calls. Uh, it's a fun podcast. We talk about how they got started. It is a crazy story. Uh, really, really enjoyed our time with them. So uh, here they are, Trevor Austin and Alex Yurgis. Ready there, Jeff? Bingo. You gonna put your phone down? I'm working. Fuck. <laughs> All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Boom! And welcome to the Big Honker Podcast, brought to you by Pacific Game Calls. This is Jeff Stanfield, and I'm Andy Shaver. On the line, we got the we got the guys from Pacific Calls. We got Trevor Austin and Alex Yurks. Did I? How, how bad? Did, how you bad did that I, all up? How bad did I butcher that, Alex? 
Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're close. <laughs> Alex Yergis, but with just like, the, you can forget the Alex part, you call me Yergis, it works out fine. Wait. That's what everybody does. Okay, Yergis, right? Yeah, Yergis, Yergi, uh, whatever. You make it work. What, what, what ethnicity is that? That's German. Okay. I would have never guessed that. I would not have either. I'd have said uh, Middle East. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <No>. wow. <laughs> Not this shop. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm just fucking oh. with you. I guess Alex. we see a guy in a turban blowing a Pacific game call. We'll know who it is, huh? That's Alex right there. <laughs> the one hey, we home. just got a screen printer, so we're going to start screen printing some. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll, I'll make you one of those. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll put it on my lanyard. I promise you I will. It'll, it'll sell like yeah. hotcakes. Fuck yeah, it will. <laughs> you know, now, do you guys have, I have a bunch of Middle Easterns on, I guess Middle Eastern, I don't know what the fuck they are, the guys from their camel riders, that are on my f- Facebook and my Insta, and them guys shoot a lot of birds over there. Have you ever seen, you get any of that shit? Oh, yeah. Watching that jump shooting shit, and they're just racing. Yeah. It's crazy how many they kill in one go. They got like 15 rounds coming out of those guns down there. And I'm assuming water is a hot commodity there, so if you got water, you have birds. <laughs> Yeah, you got to find that roost. No shit, but they do. They it's the wear, only one in the country. They shoot the shit out of the birds. Yeah. And, and, oh, God. And they got a gold-plated fucking gun and all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. 30, That's dialed in. And 37 wives. Can you imagine Valentine's Day over there, how fucking tough that would be? Woo. You go broke. You know you're going to have a pissed off. One of them wives is going to be pissed every time. Nope. Everybody's no, going to be. Just one of them a goosey. Everybody's going to be. Watered off the damn roost. Equally yeah, right. disappointed is what it would be at my house. All 37 uh, would just be equally disappointed. So, <laughs> we still got it all in common. Right? <laughs> so, so, tell everybody where Pacific Game Calls is located and tell us your story. Well, we're uh, based out of Spokane, Washington. Um, we started the call company about, oh, nine ish years ago. Um, Hand turning popper rods in a fucking 10 by 10 shack. And, uh, Started just selling some of the shit, so we moved it over to Alex's uh, garage, actually, um, his, his old house. Yep. And uh, there, we were there for, fuck, how long? Two years? Yeah, three two years, years or so, and then baby number one popped out, and mama said, I'm tired of listening to shit at two in the morning, so we <laughs> had to go rent a shop. And then uh, after that, man, it just kind of turned into a, a little bit more serious operation when you actually have, you know, overhead you got to pay for. And so... Uh, yeah, man. Picked up a couple of pieces of equipment, and now we're in our newest location and running uh, you know, three three lays, one mill. Got the laser engravers, three D printers, you know, kind of the kind of the whole nine yards. So we managed to take what was a hobby and not making any money into a full time production. Not making any mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. money. Perfect. It's kind of <laughs> like being in a hunting outfitter. <laughs> exactly. Just about right. Just about right. Spin, 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 <laughs> and just get enough in to cover your spending. That's it. Yep, yep, yep. Enjoy the good times. That's right. It is legit being able to ride off hunting trips, but other than that, you know, yeah, uh, yeah pay- paychecks are definitely few and far between. <laughs> so, wh- whose idea <laughs> was it? To, whose idea was it to start the call company? Um, I guess uh, I was when I came over. I was born and raised in Seattle, and I came over to Spokane to play baseball at community college. And there was this other fellow there that uh, him and I started. Well, he was another catcher and. We started turning uh, just wood blanks sitting in his dad's uh, old 10 by 10 shack. And um, he had a couple hand lays and fuck, we thought we were, you know, the next best thing. And so we just kind of kept going from there. And then uh, time goes on. Jurgis jumped in 
and that's kind of when we actually, I didn't know what a fucking business uh, license was back then. I was still in college. And Alex was like, hey, we got to have insurance. We got to have fucking license. We got to have all this shit. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this is fucking real. So <laughs> that's, when we moved it, that's when we moved it over to Alex's garage. And, um, and well, I, I'd say the business started, you know, really started there. But the idea came up in a little 10 by 10 shack in uh, one of our buddy's dad's backyard. How how fucking nerve wracking was it? You know, you take this hobby and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, we got to get this, we got to get this. I mean, do you, you know, how do you even know where to start? On what? How do you even know uh, what you don't know? You don't. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I, I use our, uh, you know, our first piece of equipment is the best way to do it. Because when when the guy dropped it off the truck and I asked him where the power cord was, he just looked at me and said, "Oh, you're in for a surprise." And <laughs> <laughs> it uh it definitely was i mean it's it's not a it's not an exaggeration i posed as a cnc student at the community college for three weeks before the professor finally walked up and was like you aren't in my class do i need to call security and it was like no 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 i'm just giving all your college kids beer to try to show me how to <laughs> do this and Ooh. then uh luckily we kind of you know started figuring it out but i uh you know, the, the, the joke is always like you're a YouTube certified, you know, mechanic. And yeah. we definitely spent our time, learning, you know, learning the hard way. So, so I mean, we, we, yeah. Go ahead. Go back now. You seriously posed college. as a college student to learn how yeah, to, yeah, to Spoke, run your machine. Spokane Community College. Yep, Spokane Community College. Eric Bouvier, you can look him up. He's the, he's the head guy that ran it. And I went down there and literally just showed up and sat there in class and tried to figure out how to figure out how to you know use this thirty five thousand dollar piece of equipment that I purchased and had no idea what the hell to do because I mean you know we we kind of had that naive approach when we got going it was like hey if we just buy this equipment it'll solve all of our problems it'll be cheaper we'll be able to do whatever we want to do and you know then you start realizing that oh hey that boring bar that you wrecked was 900 bucks like oh never mind this is one of the best fucking stories we've had on here i you posed (laughs) as a fucking student to sit in a class to learn some that right there is american ingenuity right there i'm telling you right now Wait, how, yeah, that's why we call him the wizard, Jeff. I'm telling you, and you so you said in there three weeks before he finally figured you weren't part of the class. Well, and now the guys are friends too, so we get to fucking go right. back to our YouTube channels all the time. <laughs> 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 we, I mean, and we do. We actually employ you know two of the two of the kids that are in the program down there at the community college. So it ended up being like a a pretty cool relationship, you know, that came out of it. But. I mean, we, yeah, man, I mean, it was no joke, literally just sitting in that class, like, okay, so here's the power button, now <laughs> what's next, and, like, talking to these kids, and they're like, oh, this is cab, this is cam, this is a, you know, this is a boring bar, this is an insert, and, you know, literally looking at all these things as if they're, you know, freaking Greek, and then trying to, you know, piece it all together while I'm still paying for the damn thing, uh, I mean, it was, it, it was a hell of an adventure, I definitely lost some hair over it. How long did it take you to watch them blow shit up? So that's why I didn't touch it. How long did it take you to actually get where you could actually run it properly? Uh, I mean, about about four months before we had, I would say, our first like legitimate viable part off of it. That was like, hey, this is ours. And then you know, I, I mean, after that, probably another four or five months before we felt you know fairly proficient in you know what we were doing and then it was another about a year after that until we started taking on you know work for for other clients how long is it uh how long does the professor like just teach the class before he even lets the students fuck with the with the machine 
And you're you just got this uh, thing you know, in your garage, and you're just fucking with it all the time. <laughs> no, I mean, a, a while. There's no doubt about it that I watched a few kids hit the wrong button at the wrong time, and it was like, oh, there goes a thousand dollars. Let's try again. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we also had another. Our, our first machinist was literally across. So when we moved out of the garage, when his wife was like, "Hey, kids are fucking growing up. Get out." And then we had a couple of neighbors get real mad at us for being loud on Sundays. And yeah, a street fight we got into. Yeah, so um, so then we had fight. to move out of the... Sh- yeah, yeah we, we had a neighbor get a little aggressive one day, so like, like, it, got, it got pretty real. We were in, like, a legit street fight? Like, we're throwing... It down. wasn't, like, no, there wasn't, like, crowbars or anything like that. But <laughs> it was your white, you know, suburban-type <laughs> male-on-male fight right there. Just yelling. It was fun. <laughs> is your name... Is so he still there? The, What's that? Does he no, still? I moved. You... Oh no, yeah, we had to move. You had to move <laughs> had to because move. of that. <laughs> no, no, no. We we moved the shop, you know, from literally blowing duck calls in, you know, in my driveway and pissing all my neighbors off down to our commercial complex where there's, you know, no no noise ordinance or anything like right. that. Right, but... but do you still live at that residence and have to face that guy all the time? No, no, no. I've moved since then, and he actually. Uh, he apologized a couple of weeks later, and he was like, "Oh wow, I didn't realize you guys were running a like legit business. I thought you guys were just being dicks." And it was like, uh, "No, nah, man, sorry." <laughs> so, okay, so hold on, let's let's take this a step by step. So, you're you're, are you blowing a duck or a goose call? Uh, duck call. So it was our it was the first Main Street contest that we sponsored as a company, and so we felt the need to. Uh, practice our main street contest all the way until you know two three in the morning okay okay so i can see where this guy would be a little upset so the guy comes totally. out yeah, yeah i mean it, he was completely justified but you know when he walked into my driveway and was like oh i'm gonna beat your ass with that thing it was like oh i'm just just drunk enough to try to make you say prove it and it didn't work out <laughs> so that's what he said he said i'm gonna beat you to d- i'm gonna beat your ass with that thing I mean, it was more like shove it up your ass, but like you know, whatever. Can, can you imagine the nine one one call? Oh. Uh, yes, uh, they're fighting over a fucking duck call. What? They're fighting over a duck call. One's trying to duck shove it up another man's that. ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, the nine one one operator had a good night. Yeah. Yeah. So that was two thousand eleven. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right about there. <laughs> what? A, what a start. Oh, yeah. Fuck. It's been fun. So, so now we had a machinist. We had a machinist, so we moved out of the house, went to uh, our first shop shop, like 15 or 1,200 square feet, and uh, there was another machinist there, Jimbo, his name, old man Jim, and uh, he, you know, he, he was kind of like the beginning source of the manufacturing side, kind of show with some of the chips, and, um, but, I mean, Jurgis did go to school, so. So how what, what in, take me back to this this school? So three weeks in, I mean, are you sweating bullets like the first roll call? Like, oh fuck it, please don't recognize, please don't see that I'm not on this roll. <laughs> no, no, man. I mean, it, you know, it was pretty loose, and I, you know, was like that. I just kind of stroll in, and, you know, go go talk to the kids, and you know, just kind of kind of had a few buddies that you know were in the class. It was like, do you even take this class? And I mean, the the students knew what I was doing there before the instructor did, and so like I'd walk in after class started. And, you know, they do all their paperwork and all this other stuff, and then I'd be over by the machine, like, all right, man, so, like, how did you offset that? And they were, you know, showing me a few things, and then, uh, yeah, I said it was about it was about three weeks before the instructor finally walked up and was like, okay, man, like, I've seen you in here a lot. We kind of have this open campus feel. We, you know, like helping people from the community, but, like, you're not a 
student here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. So, you know, and then he, you know, he kind of heard our story, was intrigued by, you know, like, you guys are that much of a dumbass that you bought this, you know, $40,000 piece of equipment and don't know how to run it. So, like, yeah, let's go ahead. And so I, he actually ran a shop out of, you know, his backyard. And so I was able to go over there then and, you know, kind of learn from him on a few things and get a little little bit more of a handle on the vernacular as far as, you know, like what what tooling, you know, numbers mean what and, you know, learning different CAD CAM programs and just literally, you know, kind of one one little step at a time. And so um, it, it, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world because it's definitely helped us as far as, you know, knowing like how to literally take a machine from nothing and program the entire thing by hand and, you know, make it actually make something. So the understanding level is definitely there, but the amount of frustration and time and honestly money that went into it to begin with, I mean, starting over now, uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be way different. How about, um, there's a lot of different call companies out there. When did you realize you finally had made it? Cause that's a tough gig to get into and to break through. Well, let's make it. Um, you know, and, and that's when, definitely kind of the kind of the hard part. So, well, like, I mean, like I said, if you're talking about you know money wise, or whether it's you know recognition wise, or you know anything else, I mean, if you talk about you know making it, I mean, Trev still works a full time job as a real estate agent, and I still work a full time job as a driver's ed instructor. So, like, as whoa, much whoa, as whoa, 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 hold on, you, you, oh, yeah. you teach kids to fucking drive? Oh, I do, man. Motherfucker. <laughs> wow. Do you make sure that they're on the enrollment list? Like, is that no, 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 no I, I definitely check that shit. But, no, you know. Knowing what you did, like you know all the all the little tricks now. I love to come right, to a exactly, car. Like, <laughs> if I come to a car and they're driving, it's a student driver, I'm fucking honking and screaming at him and shit, fucking with them the whole time. I'm that asshole you uh, hate. Oh, when I found out what the right side, the passenger side brake paddle or the brake pedal, oh, that was no. fucking awesome. <laughs> what do you do? You just st- you drop on no, it? No, you just no, you just drop on it. You know, it's, it's there's safety. <laughs> Sixty miles an hour, and he slams on the pedal. Like, so when I, when I first met him, I would just fuck with him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when I when I when I said made it, you guys are a top brand in the calling company company in the calling business. You, you're getting recognition everywhere. When did you finally realize that you'd pass that hump of just, just a, being just in the garage, a, a hobby? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a set date, but I mean, being, you know, I think once you hit like the stores, that's kind of like a, a nice accomplishment or, I mean, I, mean, you, I mean, we can use like what we're doing this weekend as a prime example. You know, I mean, we've got Trevor Shanahan here. He's a, you know, what is it now? Eight, nine time world champions, 13, 14. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Too many to count. How, how many I mean, does he have? 11. 11. It's so 11 more than I, I have. have to have him here trusting us to, you know, put his stuff together, even though we don't, you know, necessarily have that clout in the, you know, contest calling side of it. Like, there's definitely, you know, I mean, a little bit of a, like, hey, man, this, you know, we know what we're doing when you got, you know, this guy here having us help make his call. So, definitely, you know, I mean, that's probably the side of it where we feel that we've gained the most respect, you know, out of the industry and, you know, what we've got to be able to do because not everybody that makes calls has, you know the equipment, or you know necessarily the the debt. Then. <laughs> the debt yes, 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 indeed. <laughs> or the knowledge, or or rather the knowledge, you know that we do. So I, uh, you know, we've kind of kind of separated ourselves, you know, in in that avenue, which is a little bit different than what a lot of the uh, you know other call companies that are out there have done. Y'all have got the best story but, of any of them, though. 
There's by far. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, almost being an Arab with a Middle Eastern name <laughs> to fucking <laughs> busting into a community college for three weeks, wearing your robe, and then now. I mean, exactly. and, and, they did look at me funny. And, driving, no, and the like, driver's ed deal wise. is a cool whip, I'm telling you. I just. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so have you ever had anybody that just couldn't drive like. You just look them in the eye and like you just you need to find another fucking mode of transportation because it is not going to happen. Oh, bro, all the time, man. We uh, we you know we we refund them their money and tell them to go buy a bus pass. It's great. <laughs> you need a bicycle forever. Oh man, some of them can't even do that. That's, that's difficult. That's for sure. But no, I mean, and you know the the, the driver's ed thing. You know, it, it's it's been great and like everybody's got that you know like how do you want to put it this you know like old old like idea in their head about like their you know old school gym teacher like falling asleep behind the wheel and just you know screaming at this 15 year old kid <laughs> and it's it's actually pretty funny because most you know 15 16 year olds you know that i deal with on a daily basis you're you're helping teach them something that they really you know they really want it's not like i'm forcing chemistry down their throat i mean yeah. you know they they, they want to drive they want to go out and do this stuff so um that that side of it i've you know really enjoyed it's been a you know a, a huge part of you know growing up and helping you know that that side of the business but uh you know it's it's, it's not nearly as bad or as uh, as movie related as everybody thinks it is do, do you uh you ought to give them like a free duck call whenever they complete your uh whenever they complete oh your man we got we, so many kids <laughs> we, got, we got a lot of 15 year old kids that show up for work like no problem, man. I'll get, give you a call. You got to buff all of these parts. You got to sweep this whole sector of the shop. Like, yeah, it's kind of a yeah, an, an labor free labor. Loose around here. Are you getting a lot of young kids involved? I'd like to say that there is a quite a bit of young kids that go through his program or that we meet throughout the just the local population, and they come to the shop and they'll we'll make them fucking paint for hours, and they'll love it. And that's probably one of the most the worst things to do about call making is painting, and so <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, they, they love this shit. The more no, and I mean, you know, like we we keep pretty involved with you know the local the local high school kids. So uh, you know, University High School is where I graduated from. They've got you know kind of a a cool program that they're putting together with some different stuff. So we'll go in and you know talk to some of the kids that are learning CAD, um, you know, and kind of give them a different application for it. You know, with with our side of manufacturing um, and. Uh, like uh, you know, Spencer is a you know prime example that one of our main employees, Spencer. He you know he's a kid that took driver's ed for me. He's learning to be a you know a, a, a CAD or you know a, you know AutoCAD drafter designer, and so having him be able to come down here and you know design these you know realistically fairly basic shapes, but then take that shape and put it into a lathe into the manufacturing process. You know they're able to gain a lot of real world experience and be able to you know draw that line between. <laughs> engineer to the guy that's making it because we all you know make that joke as far as like why the hell would you put a bolt underneath that to you know be able to take it apart so being able to supply that for some of the kids and do that stuff it's, it's been pretty cool well i think that you know that's something that's law getting more and more lost is finding that kid that wants to that's 15 16 17 that wants to work it's been oh, yeah. forever since we we finally had a kid out here that that and he busted his ass but the kids that do it all, you know, have have a deep appreciation for what they're doing. And it my hat's off to you for getting more and more kids involved because that is an uphill battle everywhere. Oh, 
uh, it's cool to watch him, you know, come in. I mean, when I was a little kid, I was like, man, I would just want to go to Bill Saunders or someone's call shop. Like, who, this would be sweet, and having someone walk into us, it's just day-to-day, it's the same shit, same plastic, same machine, same yelling back and forth, and same <laughs> beer. So, it's, but watching, like, just a young kid come in or someone that's never seen it, it's cool to watch that. Like, that's, I don't know. Now, is that, who, like is that what you started with? Did you start on a Saunders call? Uh, myself, no. I started on a, a Troy Taylor, and then I went to Saunders. I don't know who Troy Taylor is. Sounds like a nice guy. He's a local Washington guy. Ah, he I got gotcha. you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful calls. Yeah, definitely more of that like custom, custom handcrafted sort of circle is what Troy Taylor rolls around with. So, how do you stay on top of all of your orders? Having these other, uh, having these other jobs. How do you, is it? Do you work at nights? Do you get caught up on weekends? When do you do it? All of the above. Oh, yeah, man. Sleep is optional. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> I mean, there's there's Alex and I, and then we have Stefan, one of our really good friends that works for us, um, and then Spencer, and then we get a you know a couple other people that's you know they've been with us in the beginnings and they helped us get through. But nowadays, it's kind of uh, well. I mean, there's a little bit more of a set schedule, I'd say. But yeah, so I I don't start work until you know basically two in the afternoon when the kids get out of high school. So I'm here. You know, every day at the shop from about 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. And then, you know, most weekends, depending upon what's going on around at home. Trev doing the real estate thing. My schedule's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's just, he's here whenever he can get here. So, um, you know, we kind of, it's an all-hands-on-deck mentality in our place 24-7. So if we can find a way to get it done between our stuff and other people's stuff, man, that's just, you know, what the you know, what, what the grind is all about. So... Uh, I think my average work week between my day job and this is around 90 to 100 hours without exaggeration. Whew, I don't doubt it. But, you know, 7 to 2, like, that's a that's a respectable work day. Like, if you don't fuck around, like, you can get a ton of shit done. So many guys go to work oh, yeah. and they're like, oh, I work, you know, whatever it is. But you fuck around for 70% of that. No, nah, man, when you got, you know, when you got bills to pay and you got kids to feed, you know, you take it, you take it pretty seriously. And so oh. most, most days that we're here, we're running, you know, I mean, three, three machines, if not four for the full, you know, amount of time, I'll have the job set up. And then our uh, main employee, Stefan, you know, he'll be here for a few hours after I leave. So if I have a job set up, he can keep pulling parts and, you know, keep making stuff. So, you know, we, between all the, you know, fuckery between everybody's schedules, we're usually able to kind of roll it around and make shit happen. How much hunting do you get to do? Uh, I went three times this year. <laughs> I go I go every single goose day you can think of here in Washington. I, I guide over in uh, Moses Lake for a company called Honk Stomper Guide Service, and uh, it's one of our good buddies, Austin Sandman. And so for th- during the hunting season, since shit before – um, I started making calls. I've been guiding for and working over there and hunting every Tuesday. But then uh, when I met Jurgis, he was kind of, you know, here and there, and he was getting after it. But I looked at him like, get ready, bud. Like, this is the real fucking hunting now. You just met me. And his wife didn't know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But so, so he doesn't get to hunt that much. Only when we do, like, our, our films or if I can drag his ass out to a local shoot then uh, he'll get out. But uh, it's hard sometimes. He's just a fucking worker. He's a worker? Someone's got to pay the bills. Exactly. Or the wife's pulling the chain. Well. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I understand I that. A hard worker. No, no, I understand that. That's uh, that's a tough deal when you do work as hard as you do. Like any, you get a free moment, and then your wife's like, "You're really about to go hunting when I haven't seen you in mm-hmm. a month, basically." Yeah, but your job is. <laughs> yeah, no, man, and I, you know, I, I got three small kids. My oldest is only seven, so Oof. you know, when you get to choose options as far as you know, hey, I'm going to hang out in the goose field with Trev's ass, who I've seen <laughs> more hours than anybody, or go home and play with my kids. I, I usually elect to head home. That's a very good move, and I and I applaud you for that, man. Kids are only little one time. <laughs> Well, and yeah, I know exactly. So when they're old enough to go hunting, I'll be like, "All right, here's Uncle Trevor. <laughs> Unleash hell." Let me tell you, when your kids get about twelve or thirteen, you'll be the dumbest bastard in the room anyway, so it won't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, uh, you, I'm I'm assuming you have fun at the shop. There's a there's an element of debauchery that uh, you know goes along with it. So, oh yeah, if your wife no like, man. I'd, What's that old saying, right? If you do what you love every day, it's not like going to work. And that's definitely, you know, kind of, kind of the approach. So we've you know, been, I guess, I guess you call it blessed in that way as far as, you know, lo- love hunting, love call making. And so being able to put, you know, all those together and not only do our own stuff, but for other guys and, you know, just kind of solve that puzzle all the time. I mean, even though the, you know, monotony of just literally pulling parts all day, I mean, being able to take a, you know, a concept literally take it from nothing on a you know a, a piece of paper or a napkin and turn it out into you know what someone's thinking it's uh definitely a cool side of it yeah but when your wife sees that it's fun she's like you you've been fucking around the shop all day like don't act like oh, you know, yeah. you know oh, yeah. that's what <laughs> no, that's we always having a good fucking time that's what that's what makes it hard is because you know they don't if you do something that you like they're like well you know are you really working because you like what you do so that's not you're not really... getting paid, and then, and then <laughs> right, and then you're not getting paid. So then all we do is just invite them down to the shop to paint fill for a few hours, and it usually calms it down for at least a month or two. <laughs> I think Andy's speaking out of perf- personal experience on this. I am no hundred percent. I am hundred percent. I am because I've seen your wife does. She doesn't appreciate the guiding with the guys or scouting in the afternoons always. Well, oh, yeah, you know, there. Like I said, there, there's an element of my job that it, all of it's fun. Some parts are, are better than others, but. Um, you know, it just there. If it's so much fun, you know, she. It's not always associated as being work. You just smarter at what you did for a living than she is. She enjoys what she does. She's she's you know she's happy. She works with a lot of girls and but you know she doesn't seem to enjoy it as much as you do. Apples and oranges. What does she do? Uh, she's a she's a skincare professional. So she does. Uh, she also does like uh, permanent makeup and stuff like that. So no. she's actually carved out a, a pretty good. Uh, so she's good at painting. Yeah, <laughs> well, I have to send her up, and she can paint. She, we can she, paint some shit. She has a really good business. She she's can very paint, successful. and I can drink with you guys. But this is the funny part. Perfect. I have awesome. never seen her come in as fired up after doing a microbladed whatever the hell it's called mm-hmm. as Andy does when he has a good hunt. I've never seen her that excited. Yeah. She, it's, it's, it's different. I've never seen her come in high fiving and shit. Oh yeah, she does. She talks. She talks <laughs> shit. She talks shit when she gets home. Oh, okay. She'll show me pictures. She'll be like, "Look what I did today," and it's like she's she's wanting to pat on. She's very good at what she does. She's carved out a very good uh, reputation in that industry. But uh, nice. it's balls to the walls for her because we we've got two small kids and schedules don't always align. So when she's there, she's working. But uh, you know, it it is what it is. So um, how do you guys come out? 
<coughs> excuse me, with, with new products? Is, is it all, do you sketch everything out constantly? Are you constantly Man, thinking of new paper, stuff? Paper to lathe and then load plastic up and wood up. But now it's, there's so much damn technology out there. We have the 3D, you know, 3D printer, the laser engraver to the lathes and mills that, I mean, shit, there's, everything's getting demoed now we build it in a CAD file or whatnot and then we ship it over to the 3d printer and you know kind of get our you know our ideas there or we go over to the lathe and spin it so so no more pen and paper pen and paper is a thing of the past well i mean you still, totally. still have those you know moments where you just gotta you know draw it out and you know do it you know do it the old-fashioned way but you know, definitely, you know, the last, you know, couple of, you know, call models or get ideas, you know, anything else that we have when you, when you have the level of control that we do to, you know, do things on that, you know, thousands of an inch at a time, um, it kind of opens your eyes to trying to be able to do things you know, a, a little bit differently. And so, and, and a much more controlled environment that, well, I'm just going to stick it on the drill press and go until, that shit that broke or you know you know back and forth so we can definitely you know prototype and you know do things at a i'll say a, a greater level of you know control and efficiency than a lot of the guys that are out there and so you know our our new products when they come out we feel that we've you know yeah how do you want to put it just you know definitely ran through the frame. We, we ran through a lot more you know potential prototypes and control and design and being able to keep that on a much more you know tighter tighter level than a lot of the guys that are out there how long will you test how long will you torture test something before you think okay this is good enough i can release this to people shit we've done one that was like a week and we're like oh that wasn't too good most of them are you know we, we, we came up with a new set of guts uh goose guts and we ran those through this hunting season i mean most of the shit's probably you know a couple months three four or five months depending and Shit, we still have some that we built five years ago that we haven't even pushed out yet. Like, like, like full calls that, that are already done? Or like parts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. designs, ideas, or, or just, yeah, full call. Well, you know, you're trying to hit that, you know, that, you know, decently wide net of hunters. So you'll come out with, you know, a product and build, you know, 10 or 12 of them and ship them off to, you know, different pro staffers, different people. Um, just to gain, you know, as much feedback as you possibly can and the differences that you get in, you know, like what someone in this flyway thinks of it as opposed to the Midwest, is, you know, compared to where, you know, you know, Trev is out in Maryland and stuff like that. It's just, you know, you try to take in as much information as you can and then make a decision from a company standpoint as to whether it's worth, to, you know, put in that much effort, that much money, that much time into a product that might only be, you know, viewed as a, solid product in a very finite area like a cackler call for example you know out here for us not everybody hunts cacklers so when we you know decided to make a cackler call it's kind of like you're only you're only hitting a very very small market of the hunting industry so you know how much (laughs) how much effort and time do you want to put into it as opposed to you know a normal canada goose call that's going to apply for all flyways right do you think that's why more call companies don't do that? Do you think that's why you kind of get more of a, a generic version of uh, of a call? Well, hundred percent, man. And I mean, you know, it's like anything else. You, if you have to choose a choose a call that, I mean, for instance, you know, with with, with Trevor all weekend, the way that he would tune up a call and hand it to me, I wouldn't pick that call up. But then you hand it over to you know, my, my Trevor Austin, and he loves it. So you're just kind of trying to find this you know avenue that it makes sense for the majority of guys that are out there to be able to pick it up because otherwise you're 
you know, you're pigeonholing yourself and, you know, putting in so much time and effort into one call that might only fit, let's say, you know, 10% of an already very, very small market. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, I, I, my hat's off to you guys because it is a very saturated market and, uh, you guys are, you guys are doing, you guys are doing all right. Y'all are making a name for yourself. The spec call is my favorite thing that you guys make. I love it. I get a thumbs up from T-Rex over here. I got two thumbs up from this. All right. That's the first time I've ever blown your guys' spec call. And I was like, this thing (laughs) (laughs) It is. We appreciate that. It is. You know, I was used to a spec call that you just have to, like, really clamp down and get your back pressure right, and then yours was not like that at all. I couldn't get it to go because I was just butchering it on how it runs. And then uh, Stoner actually got the hang of it before I did, and Mm -hmm. then he told me how he was doing it, and I'm telling you what, like, fucking butter right after that. Good. Yeah, that's what we we want. <laughs> you don't want you passing out when you're trying to kill shit. Oh, it's just not worth it. It's just no, not worth it. It's not no, especially not for one of those fucking speckle bellies. Oh. <laughs> I hate What's your it. limit over there for specs? Two. Two specs. Two? Two a day. Oh. Yeah, yeah, two. It's like pinto. What uh y'all y'all have a big one though, don't you? A big spec limit? Yeah. Ten for some dumb reason. Yeah, you know, liberal, politically liberal on limits. All good. How often do y'all kill 10 specs a person? What's that? How, here over here in the eastern Washington? Yes. I saw 10 this year. Yeah, yeah. We, could kill, we could kill 10 per person per day here lots of days. We're, there's a chance oh that I talked to a guy at the Flyway Committee the other day that we may get three next year, but we'll have to give up 10 days at the first of the season, and I would be all for really? that. Really? Yeah, at least. Huh. And I don't. No, we I have shoot, uh, no idea if that'll happen. But three three specs here would be great. We, they gave us the ten spec and six snuggers uh, off limit from our our geese uh, two years ago. And so I don't know why. I mean, the spec over on the west side of Washington State that's where they shoot most of the specs, and down through the coast and all the way down through Oregon and Cali. But over on the east side, fuck, we shot maybe five this year. Do Do they shoot a lot of them? Is there limit ten on the um? West coast of Washington? Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. they kill a lot of them over there? Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's like Oregon or California numbers. No, you're not. I mean, you start getting down into Cali, and it's you know more of a targeted bird over on the west side here. It's more of that like, yeah, we're not really quite sure. So, yeah, go ahead and kill ten of them. You know, in Oklahoma, we can kill eight geese a day, which is absolutely way too many. Eight Canada's. Eight, oh, eight Canada's and two specs. That's a long fucking day. Fuck. I, limit so should guiding be, wise. Yeah, limit should be five. You know, yeah. and, and if they five knocked it down to five, it wouldn't affect anybody's business. People even still want to hunt. But got eight fucking birds. You got ten guys out there, and you've whacked the shit out of them. And you look, we've got sixty three. We Fuck need yeah. seventeen to go. I You're pray like, for eight birds. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just total. Just give me eight birds. Yeah, exactly. It, but like yeah, last year we're taking that any day. Eight, eight is way too. Even if they went to six. You know, then you you still got one of the bigger bag limits in the country, and everybody's yeah. happy. But fucking eight, like Jeff said, there's nothing worse than having ten guys out there and having sixty three geese and being like, guys, this is a great fucking hunt. And then you got that guy that just wants to shoot a limit, and he, he just want blood. He ain't happy because he's seventeen short. Yeah. Oh, and you just you're just sitting there like that was fucking awesome. We had a we had a hundred and eight bird hunt one morning, and a guy told me. He said, "Yeah, but shit, we 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 were twelve lim- birds short of a limit." 
You killed 108 <laughs> fucking geese in an hour. But we're short. Give me a fucking short. break. You guys did all right. <laughs> yeah, you did okay today, Blake. You did okay. But it's just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, we'll shoot our, I mean, sometimes when we get a big push of lessers ripping through, and we'll get our wads and, you know, five, six guys. They can be done in a couple minutes. And one dude, a couple weeks ago, or last weekend, he's like, well, fuck, there's more geese coming. I'm like, we we need one bird. I'm not, we're not going to blow up an entire flock for one fucking goose. Right. Well, it's not our limit. It's like, it's not the limit is what matters. <laughs> I mean, it's a bonus. Should have right. got better on that. Yeah. He left pissed off. You, d- you done oh, yeah. did it. Oh, uh, he was, he was happy. He still tipped me. <laughs> so that's, so how, that, that's helping the cash flow. Just think you could have made another $100 that could have gone to Pacific uh, Pacific Calls if you'd have shot one more fucking bird. You want I to know. Do? I fucked up at it. <laughs> or watch that game you show up when they drop nine. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. What, what, that's what would happen. What's the worst tip you got past other than a zero? What's the worst tip you've ever got? One dollar. One dollar. Oh, God damn, that sucks. We had yeah, a, that, we, that did suck. And we limited that day. What? Yeah, it was a fuck. Yeah. But you know what? The guy doesn't, and I think it was more of a joke because the guy doesn't, he doesn't tip anybody else. He's known for not tipping any of their, any of their guides, any of their services. And I took him out and I was just kind of an asshole to him because I heard he was kind of an asshole. And so I was just, you know, spitting it back, and he gave me one buck, and he's like, that was a hell of a hunt. I was like, I got fucking tipped by Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I knew One of my friends down here that's a guide, um, he got $7 on a two-day hunt, and he took a picture of oh. it and sent it to me. Seven fucking dollars. <laughs> Should have went and gave it to the guy and said, you obviously need the $7 more than I do. A five and two no. ones. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't change. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh fuck! So, uh, how long have you been guiding out there? Did you say? Uh, this will be my next year. Will be my ninth year. Nine years. How old yep. are you? I just turned thirty. Just turned thirty. Mm. If I could be that young again, I'm thirty-two. But fucking, oh, yeah. the years Pretty are old. just the years are just fucking whizzing by. I'm uh, yeah. Yeah. So, did, is that the only place that you've worked? Is up there? Or did you travel any? No, I just, I'll go up to Alberta and do that kind of thing. But I only guide here. I've only guided for uh, my buddy Austin all these years. I do a little bit like some off shit with some people here locally. But I mean, my main my main guide life would be over there in Moses Lake. Now, how much uh, how much filming do you guys do for, for the call company? Uh, we used to do a shit ton when it was Alex and I really running the running the product. Well, Alex really running the cameras, and he had all that shit dialed in. We were doing, we did like a lot of kill shots when we were working with heavy shot and a lot of those quick clips. But then we teamed up with uh, Slade Northwest uh, about six ish years ago, and that really stepped our game up. And I mean, the guy that films that that's Mather and um. The other part of it's uh, Alex Bushlacki and uh, Blake Berry and Riley. And so there's, but Mather is the main, main, he's the only photographer and videographer and he fucking crushes it. Did y'all kill a bunch of European widgeons this year? Are you seeing more and more of them? Well, we don't. Over, I, I didn't even know what a fucking duck looks like this year. I didn't put a duck call on my lanyard this year. Sound like me. Well, do y'all. Yeah, are, there was. Are they killing. West side, west side of Washington, they get all that. They're too. killing a lot more of them, aren't they? Oh yeah, there's. It seems like everyone. I don't know if it's just people are getting you know picture happy or what, but it seems like everyone's 
shooting a lot more and seeing a lot more and posting a lot more. Yeah, that area over there in, in Washington, that's an amazing place to shoot ducks and geese. Probably some of the best oh, waterfowl yeah. hunting in the country. Oh, don't say that too loud, but yeah. <laughs> How many followers you got? No, it sucks out here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, it really is. I mean, our, our limits are, are, you know, are pretty good. Uh, the areas that you can go hunt and the different terrains. And, I mean, fuck, we've got rainforest all the way to a desert in this one state. So, What's the main agriculture that you guys have out there? Is it corn? Is it beans? What is it? Winter wheat? Corn, wheat, winter wheat, yep. yep. Mountains and apples. <laughs> yeah, a, lot, a lot of apples. Orchard geese are really fun to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a newer one that Denver was also growing for a while, and that's up here in Washington now. <laughs> that's true. So y'all got a lot of uh, uh, pot growers there. Marijuana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've actually had to knock on a couple doors to find out who owns what fields and for permission. Hey, bud, we'll fucking hook you up. <laughs> oh, shit. Just every, it's everywhere, I think, anymore. I, oh, yeah. It's not legal up there, is it yet? Oh, yeah. It is, recreationally? Very much so. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. There's a pot shop every two blocks down where the shop's at. It's horrible. <laughs> they literally sold more milk than our, our grocery store did. Or they sold more. Sorry, they sold more weed than our grocery store sold milk. Yep. Y'all got some fucked up people walking around then. I don't know. Everyone's pretty level headed and nice. <laughs> yeah. Calm. Yeah, they're def- chill. definitely <laughs> definitely chill. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> but I don't. No, know. they call it so Compton. So we got we got some we got the hard drugs too. Oh yeah. I think that goes with any. I think that goes with any of that. That uh, that stuff you're gonna have a seedy underbelly. That live PD's filled in Spokane, isn't it? Or is it Spokane? Spokane. It was for a little bit. I don't think it is no more. That's when you know you got it going on. When live PD comes to film, that's when you know you got. Oh, you're, yeah. you're in a good town. Those people are making. Well, they would do it at our college at our at Washington State University. Um, they had them down there one year when I was in college. That was pretty rowdy. They make some cash, boy. I'm gonna tell you right now. That's what we gotta do, Andy. We need mm-hmm. when they legalize it, we can put a big honker weed store in here. <laughs> All the snacks. You can make the bongs for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You. Can, oh my God, could you imagine making calls by day and then making bongs by night? I guess legally you can sell bongs in Washington, can't you? Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't think you can do them here. I think Just it's a piece of glass. Drug we don't have the glass blowing furnace yet, so we're working on that. You guys, that that's that's all you need, really. That's all you need. Yeah. That's the last thing we need. Oh, no. <laughs> we need a bigger shop. So we need them, right? oh. You would sell way more. You would say sell way more bongs than you ever thought you could sell goose calls. <laughs> I'm going to tell you hey, something. Man, you couldn't. Water pipes and adult toys. That's the next freaking business idea. <laughs> Me and Michelle were in Atlanta, and there was a, outside of the town, there was a truck stop, and they had a big store. So we sell adult novelties, uh, gifts, lingerie, <laughs> and vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh so hard. I go, fuck, if we see another sign like that, take a picture. Vibes. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. That should have been your postcard. Yeah, I did. I thought that was hilarious. You know, the little town of Hobart where we goose hunt in in Oklahoma, where our, our goose camp is up there, they've got, th- it's a little town, 1,500 people, and they have three weed shops in town now. They just got mar- uh, medical marijuana, and them fuckers oh. are the busiest places in town. Oh yeah, I believe it. Oh, yeah. Literally across the street is probably the largest grow operation in Washington State from our shop, and we're in downtown Spokane Valley. That's crazy. 
it's funny talking to the locals where we hunt. They're like, you wouldn't believe some of the people that that are in line at the at the pot shop. They're like, good lord. Yeah. I thought I thought old Henry was a respectable guy, and yeah. I saw him coming out of the pot shop. It's like, yeah, yeah. he's got a backache, I guess. I don't know what the fuck you want. Henry's a hard worker. Yeah, he preaches every Sunday at the church. <laughs> oh shit, times are changing. Oh yeah. What uh, what's the what's the new product you guys are working on? What's coming out next? Um, I I think our newest we we want we're gonna start working on a new comp duck call or finish that one up. That's been a nine years of disaster of trying to build one and, yeah. and finalize it. So I think that one will be will be good. Maybe um, we got a set of new goose guts out. Well, that that new fourth axis. We'll be working on some turkey stuff here pretty quick too, and yeah, um, you know, trying to kind of branch out a little bit just besides the waterfowl side of it, you know, because there's a hell of a lot more turkey hunters than there are waterfowl hunters. So yeah. it's not a bad, bad avenue to try to increase some product breadth. Listen, if you need somebody to uh, try some of these turkey stuff out, just send it down here and uh, I'll be yeah, more I hear than happy. you're not too bad. I'll be more than happy to tell you what Big Dick Tom thinks of it. <laughs> ah, perfect. Yeah. I'll put it together. There you go. You just... Well, that will be... I think, I mean, the, the Goose Guts, Turkey Calls, Main Street Duck, and then, uh, um, I think that's it for this year. Oh, fucking screen printer now. We're making t-shirts, sweatshirts, oh, God. baby onesies, you name it. You guys are just <laughs> adding on everything. We can get you a driver's license, buy and sell your home, <laughs> and build you a fucking duck hall. All the same weekend. The T-Rex is moving out here now. He's good. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Guys, you guys are a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I'm telling you, you got one of the, the more interesting uh, stories into this thing that I've the ever The most heard. interesting. I mean, one of a kind. Uh-huh. Uh, Been a fun ride. I appreciate sure. you. I appreciate you guys finally getting on here with us. Uh, don't work no, too hard. You guys don't work too hard, and you stay out of that pot shot across the street. Get tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Sounds good. Thanks, guys, for everything. Tell hey. us how to get a hold of you. Tell everybody out there tell how to get a hold oh. of you. Oh, uh, website specificcustomcalls.com. dot uh, com. My cell phone number is blasted all over there, and that's five zero nine four nine one two two three nine. You can always call us. That's the shop number. Um, and then, uh, or the website, yep, just pacificcustomcalls.com. I sure Check out Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever else is there. You might want to turn off the uh, picture receiving on that cell phone now that you gave that out because, uh, nope, that's fine. I like it. Bring it all. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, you asked for that. Meet our friends. They should meet our friends. They're way worse. Don't worry. Our biggest, our biggest fuck up that no one really knows is we did a, a 1 800 how's my calling sticker. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So why are you telling this? And if you, dialed, you dialed it in, it was a fucking sex talk show. I gave away those stickers so fast, it was ridiculous. Oh, that's we fucking great. We gave away 1,200 stickers. We bought, we bought 1,200 stickers because we thought it was the coolest thing ever. 1 800 duck hunt. And it turned out that it lined up with 1 800 fuck hunt. Oh, and no. uh, yeah, that was a legitimate service that uh, if you actually spent the time and dialed the number, it worked. But I figured since it was one digit too long, it wasn't going to do anything. And I didn't, well, I didn't try it. Sure, oh, shit. It's just a ad- secret. Oh, God. Fucking excellent. I I thought I was going to live that down at some point. Now, (laughs) T-Rex is rolling on the floor and me just, oh, damn it. (laughs) You're welcome. Y'all take care. Oh, fuck. All right, guys. Have a good one. Uh, Bye, guys. God, that's great. Jeez.
I got to get Blake back now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he said he was going to do that. But see, he set me up also because he asked me what I got Jesse for Valentine's. Uh-huh. And I told him, but had I said nothing, he was going to do that to me. See, I didn't. I did get mom stuff. Okay, so for everybody, she got new that, earring. Okay, go ahead. For everybody that doesn't know, uh, Valentine's Day is over. So if you're still waiting to <laughs> get that gift for your loved one, you're too late. Um, Blake sent my mom a dozen roses, and the letter read, "Because Jeff's an asshole." Happy Valentine's Day, love, Blake. Yes, he calls me. We call, we called him. We screwed up. We should have did a damn Valentine's yeah, know. podcast with Blake while he was delivering flowers because he was delivering flowers for his mom, who has Poppy's Posies in Grant, Nebraska. So if you want to buy something, that's where you need to go on Facebook and buy something from her. So, anyways, he asked me why he's delivering. I'm talking to him on the phone. He goes, "Did you send Michelle something?" I said, "I didn't get her no flowers." Well, what's her? Why not? I said, she, she, "I just didn't." What's her favorite kind of roses? I said, "Oh, pink ones. Her flower, pink roses." I didn't think nothing of it. Well, today I get a picture from Michelle sitting down doing this podcast, and it's a freaking picture of a vase of pink flowers, and it said, because Jeff is an asshole, love Blake. I thought, well, you little fucker, he set me up and asked me, but, but I did get Michelle stuff. I bought her earrings right. and something fucking else and something Oh, earrings, perfume, and pajamas. Mm-hmm. She's 52. She don't need nothing more than that no more. And yeah. not even the kind of pajamas he used to buy her when she was younger. He texted me. He said, you want to know something funny? And I was like, I'd love to know something funny. Usually when Blake says, you want to know something funny, it's really funny. And I did. I got a chuckle out of that. Well, I appreciate you like, cutting me out letting me know a little bit. Warning well, me. and then I told Jesse, and she said the same thing that you said. Because you, I guess you had asked Jesse what what mom might like. Yeah. So Jesse was like, well, he got her. He got her some stuff. So. I don't ever. I and not honestly, only, honestly, I I forgot about it until I just saw uh, that. Not uh, honestly, don't I not only buy mom something for me. I always buy her something from the grandkids. I used to buy something from you boys, but if you two fuckers are too tight to buy your mom something, three. that's on y'all. Or you three fuckers, I meant. If you three fuckers are too tight to buy, that's what I meant. Two is too tight. If you guys are mm-hmm. too tight to buy you. your mom something, that's on you guys. But I buy it from the grandkids. Mm-hmm. So I not only purchase from me, I purchase from the grandkids. And then Blake doesn't fuck me over. Like, <laughs> yeah, Blake, you're fucking getting the cold field. <laughs> All right, thank y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all. God bless y'all and have a great day.